give the youth choir another round of applause. Let's give it to them. I've been, uh, I'm Jacob Main. I was asked to preach this youth Sunday, and it's really an honor. Because uh, there's so many awesome youth in this youth group, and uh, they're all so involved. And I was thinking about what I was going to preach about. I knew this was going to be like the end of a big week. Because uh, some of the other youth were asked to do other things in the church, and they've all done a wonderful job with it. Last night was a new song concert in town, and so I have to preach the night after the new song concert. I don't see how I'm going to be able to top that, and I was thinking, man, no matter how hard I prepare, no matter what I think of, it's almost like I'm not going to match up to this high expectation for what people might have from the night before. It might not change someone's life by the way, and it's just, I just won't match up. But it kind of goes with what I do want to preach about tonight. It's about how we try to match up with things around us. The title of my sermon is What is Good and What's Good Enough, good enough to Get Us Into Heaven. When you think about what is good, like good for me is Tuesday after school, free frosty Tuesday at Wendy's. When I go and I order me a big Baconator and I bite into it, that's good. My taste buds are happy and I'm happy and my frosty's good and life's good. Good. Go home, listen to the radio, favorite songs on, it's good music. If I smell something good, that's a good smell. So anything that we find that's pleasing to us, we call good. If it's not pleasing to us, we assume it's bad. Like versus the Baconator, if you were to go home and find some leftovers in the fridge that passed their date, that would be bad. <laughs> so we also have another type of good and evil, though. We have good and bad, but we have good and evil. God is all good. God is perfect. We as people, we're evil. We're sinners. Romans 3.23 tells us, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Uh, I've had a... I would like to share a part of my personal testimony. That, uh, like, I was raised in a Christian home. And so I accepted Christ at an early age. And I believed in Jesus Christ. I knew I was going to heaven. I got baptized. And uh, my parents got divorced earlier in my life. And... Uh, to start of middle school, beginning of my seventh grade year, I moved to my dad's house in Warner Robins. And when I went up there, I was excited because it was a brand new start, a clean slate. You know, I had a chance to impress the coaches and get on all the sports teams I wanted. I had a chance to make new friends, be popular. I had a chance to uh, make my dad proud of me. And that's, that's all I wanted. I, like, I had this chance to start over and be good. That's what I wanted to be, was be a good person. And so every day I would wake up in middle school, I would... I would go to school. I'd work hard to make good grades. And then I'd go to the practice field. And I would try to do good at practice. So I could do good in the games. And so I could make my dad proud of me so I could be a good son. I wanted to make good grades so my teachers would think I'm a good student. And at the end of the night when I laid my head on my pillow though, looking back on everything that I've accomplished... And the things I've tried to do and failed, the things I've accomplished and actually succeeded in, I wasn't happy. I wasn't complete. Even though I tried so hard to do good. You know, and I just wasn't happy with what I had done. And it's because as humans, we're created to greater purpose than just going the ways of men and trying to do good, 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 good. There's nothing wrong with trying to do good. I mean, we're supposed to do good works and stuff. But we're created differently. See, when God created earth and created us humans and put us on the earth. He created us to worship and glorify Him. He created us to 
love one another. And it was this perfect world. But then sin came in and corrupted it. Ruined us as people and we turned our backs to God. But God is two things. God is all-loving and God is all-powerful. And what I mean by that is no matter what we do, God's going to love us. Anything God wants to do, He can do. And some people would argue against Christianity by saying that God's all-loving and all-powerful. Some people would say that if God is all-powerful and all-loving, then we wouldn't have natural disasters. As people, we wouldn't tear each other down and go to war with each other. We'd be kind and loving all the time, and God could step in if He was all-powerful and prevent us from hurting each other. But God is all-loving and all-powerful because He's given us the greatest gift of all. He's given us His Son, Jesus Christ, and He's given us free will. And what I mean by free will is that we have the choice to choose Him or not. Because it wouldn't be us loving God if we were forced to love Him. He could have created us to where, like a machine, we were forced to love Him and bow down and worship Him and glorify Him. But He loves us so much. He gave us a choice to choose Him. And we try to uh, find purpose in life, going through trying to do good things like I was through middle school, through trying to do grades and sports and be popular with friends and stuff. But I have a greater purpose. God's created us with a purpose in life. He's created us to love after Him, worship Him, seek after Him. He's given us an option of free will. We have a road more traveled and a road less traveled. He wants us to take the road less traveled. That's the way we were created. Uh, God, the fact that He is all-loving and all-powerful, uh, He's going to love us no matter what we do. And when, we're not always, like myself, I'll beat myself up and I'll think I'm worthy of His love. And it's kind of hard to comprehend and wrap it around. Like I said earlier, Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. God's going to love us no matter what we can do. And as long as we have faith, He's always going to take us back. And He's going to love us no matter what we do. The only way to get to heaven is through the Father. Uh, if y'all would, open your Bibles to John uh, chapter 15, uh, verses 4 through 8. And uh, in this scripture right here, Jesus is talking about, he's giving an analogy to help explain the type of love we need to have and the way we need to seek after him. It says, John 15, verse 4, Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself, it must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I'm the vine, you're the branches. If a man remains in me, and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me, my words remain in you. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be given to you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples." And the same thing is talking about with the branches not being part of the vine and the vine withering and dying being thrown to the fire. That's what our lives are when we're trying around, going around trying to be good, good, good in our own strength and with our own power. See, as humans, we can never be good enough to get into heaven by being good. It doesn't matter how much good you do, how kind you are to other people, you can never be good enough. That's why He sent His Son, Jesus, to die on the cross for our sins. It, uh, most well-known scripture in the Bible John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish 
but have everlasting life. It's the only way to get into heaven is through Jesus. Uh, there's a lot of references to this in the book of John. Uh, another one is uh, John chapter 12, verse 44 through uh, 46. Where uh, Jesus says, When a man believes in me, he does not believe in me only, but the one who sent me. When he looks at me, he sees the one who sent me. I have come into the world as a light, so that no one who believes in me should be darkness. So what's happening here is Jesus loves us so much that he's not going to let us be in darkness. God sent his son Jesus so we could be with him, so we, we wouldn't be in the darkness, so we wouldn't be caught trying to do things in our own strength, running around trying to be good, 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 good all the time. Like I said, I was in this turbulent time in my life in middle school. Well, the summer before my ninth grade year of high school, uh, I moved back to Tipton to live with my mom and my stepdad, Michael Chancey. And uh, at the time, my stepdad, he was the pastor at Brother Charlie's. And so uh, several days after school, I had the chance to go and sit at Brother Charlie's and observe some of the guys that were out there. And I got to learn a lot of things uh, about how your life can take turns for the worse and how easy it is to get caught up in cycles and going down paths that you don't need to be on. It taught me a lot of things that I've taken to heart. And uh, one of the main things I've learned is that Jesus is going to love you no matter what you do, first of all. And that uh, He is all-loving, He's all-powerful. He's going to make a way for uh, you to get back on the right track. He's uh, provided us, like I said, two paths. A road less traveled, a road more traveled. It's easier to take the road more traveled. It's easier to get caught up in those cycles. When I stepped back as a young ninth grader, I was able to observe the way adults went about their life. I was able to observe the way that from an early age we're taught to go to school, make good grades, finish in a good top half of your class, go to a good college. Why do you go to a good college? So you can get a good job. Why do you want to get a good job? So you can make good money. Why do you want to get good money? So you can support your family. And you want them to have a good life. Good, 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 good. We're all about good. Trying to provide everything good for our family and everything. And no, there's nothing wrong with that. Actually, the Bible wants us to be good to each other. He wants us to, the Bible wants us to produce good. That's what Jesus puts in His Word. In uh, uh, James chapter 2, uh, there's a reference to... Uh, Faith without works is dead, which is true in a sense. You see, you don't necessarily have to be good to get into heaven. You don't have to. You, be, you get into heaven, you need faith. That's all you need. Once you have faith, you're in heaven. But once you make that commitment to Jesus Christ, once you're in that personal relationship, and your God is not a faraway God, you're trying to be good to impress so you can barely get into heaven. Once you see that it's a personal relationship with God, then good works should flow from you. Like I talked about earlier in John, about the vine being with the branches and producing much fruit if the vine stays with the branch. That fruit the vine's producing, that's the good works. And the good works should be uh, produced by our lives. And the good works we produce, it brings glory to God. And so, that's what God's looking for, is He wants us to choose Him. Because that's the way it was created. He gave us free will. We've got to take advantage of it. Choose Him. Choose His Son, Jesus. And that's the way into heaven. I was reading a, a book by C.S. Lewis, Mere Christianity, trying to uh, uh, find some stuff to talk about this and uh, this sermon. And an observation he made was C.S. Lewis was out to prove, disprove Christianity. 
And in trying to disprove Christianity, he himself was actually converted into a Christian. And one of his findings while observing Christians was that uh, some people believe you get into heaven by faith. Some believe you get into heaven by doing good works. And it's two opposite sides. And he came to the conclusion that you do get into heaven by faith, but the good works should be flowing from you if you're in a faith relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, recently, a few months ago, Bill Gates made the largest, uh, I guess it was like donation to charity in the history of mankind. He uh, donated billions and billions of dollars to impact thousands of kids and orphans in Africa. He didn't just donate money. He donated, he actually went and bought the medicine. He went and put the money directly into buying needles and people to actually give the shots to all these orphans that need these shots to survive. So he wasn't just giving money. He knew where the money was going because he bought the stuff himself. And the grand total was in the billions and it was the largest donation in human history. Someone in here might say, Jacob, I just don't see how someone like Bill Gates who can give the largest donation, the best good work in human history can do that great deed and not go into heaven. And it's very simple. It's the verse that's on the bulletin like with the title of my sermon from uh, John where Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the only way to the Father. There's no other way. Doesn't matter how much money you make, how many times you go to church. It's faith. If you don't have faith, you're lost. They made this point at the concert last night, the new song concert, that uh, there's a lot of good people in heaven. There's a lot of good people in hell. Only saved people go to heaven, though. And it's true. It doesn't matter how good you are, you won't go to heaven without God's forgiveness and Jesus' redeeming blood. If being good could get you into heaven then why did God send His Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins? Think about that. He sent His Son to die for a reason. He sent Him to die on the cross so we could have eternal life in heaven with Him. He would not have done it unless it was necessary. I would just ask that you all think about that tonight as we leave. Uh, It talks about that in Galatians chapter 2, about how we need faith to get into heaven. There's no other way. And if y'all leave this sermon tonight with one thought, it would be, it doesn't matter how good I can be, it cannot get into heaven without faith. And that Jesus died on the cross for a reason. Uh, I believe in a few minutes, or we're about to do an invitation. Our brother Wayne's going to come down to the front. And uh, I don't know, maybe you've been uh, thinking about your relationship with Jesus Christ, like you uh, may think you've been saved, but you're not sure. Maybe you think that uh, you'd like to make that certain tonight. I know there's a lot of people down here in the Bible Belt that have been raised going to church and they believe that you get to heaven by going to church and by being good. And I just ask all y'all tonight as we leave here that we go out into our community and let everyone know that it's not about that. That it's about faith with Jesus Christ. Because that's the biggest need I see at the school that I go to at Tiff County High and the community around us and even people in this own church they're confused about faith and how that's what gets you into heaven. Let us pray. Father God, thank you for sending your Son. Lord, we're so lost. Lord, we've all sinned and we're cut off from you. 
Lord, but there's a greater purpose for us, Lord. That You created a way. Because You're all-powerful and You're all-loving, Lord. Hence, Jesus. Help us to choose Him in our daily walk, Lord. And let us see that it's a personal relationship with Him. In your name we pray. Amen.